my five-year-old is turning into a huge fan. Mm-hmm. When I put him to bed, he wants to listen to the podcast. And really, he falls asleep shortly after the intro music is done. Howdy, this is Thursday, January 12th, 2017, and this is episode 34 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, and joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's going on, Craig? Happy to have a guest with us tonight, so that's a good thing. Yeah, special guest. You might remember him from episode 23. I believe we called him the kind of master comp harvester at the time. Uh, Eric Rosenthal's decided to join us again. How's it going, Eric? Hey, hello and howdy. Doing well, guys. What's going on? (laughs) Not too much. So uh, I guess we can sort of get right into it. So just I I think that uh, I know the last episode we had with Eric was one of our kind of more popular episodes with people. It it created a lot of discussion in both the message groups and I I, I think just, you know, around the the blogosphere, the kind of casino blogosphere that we inhabit. So I thought it was good to have Eric on because there were a couple things that we didn't get to. Um, But uh, just... Before we begin, Eric, I, I think there's. you said there was something you wanted to clarify from, from last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we we talked about comps and tier-based and um, the importance of your average daily theoretical. Um, so, you know, I made a couple of statements about how certain comps are based on tier and uh, may have been a little uh, myopic in uh, the way I discussed that. So uh, for anybody, and and again, I'll keep it to Total Rewards, Caesars Properties, a lot of the comps that you get are tier-based when you reach seven stars. ADT is not as important um, because it is just part of the program. If you're not seven stars or we're talking about a different program and their top tier doesn't offer guarantees of certain perks, then your ADT really does matter. Uh, The average daily theoretical or the average trip theoretical is going to be predominantly uh, what your host looks at and where your offers come from. So it's possible you know in my example where i have seven stars with caesar's entertainment um i can kind of ignore um the average daily or the average trip theoretical if all i want are tier-based rewards um you know i I think we were playing pie gal the one night and you know where we playing a quarter hand or something like that Mm -hmm. and you kind of said why'd you give her your card because it for me, it doesn't matter. Um, but at another property or within another network, I would not have. It would have definitely uh, behooved me to play unrated and just maintain what they know about me and uh, kind of make sure that the average daily or average trip theoretical was maintained so that I could keep the rewards coming. Okay. Um, so just, just kind of, so our listeners know, like, so what are some of the specific rewards for, for seven stars? I know, for example, you can get a room anytime, as long as you give them what, 24 or 48 hours notice. Uh, 
Yeah, in AC in Vegas, it's 48 hours. Um, but yeah, they guarantee a room. Um, so the the room is one thing. Um, we we actually uh, we took care of our annual trip. Uh, they give us a cruise. Um, mm-hmm. We did the seven star trip to Atlantis, which was um, pretty phenomenal. Uh, they, I mean, they really they give a, a tremendous amount of uh, rewards based solely on tier, and then your average daily or average trip theoretical is kind of an addition to that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a big difference. How was, just this is going way off topic, but, I mean, how, how was Atlantis? Because it's something that I, I, especially before I had a kid, kind of looked at in the past, because if you had any premium card at all, and not even premium, but if you had any level of card higher than the base level for basically any casino, they were going to give you quote-unquote free rooms, though I think they have very high resort fees and just a requirement <laughs> that you pay, play, like, you know, I don't know, four hours of blackjack or four hours of casino time a day or something like that. All right, so... Do you, do you have any opinions on, on that? I, 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 oh, oh, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a lot of opinions. I'm, All right. I'm, uh, okay. <laughs> so we had gotten two rooms... Um, and we were meeting a buddy of mine down there with his wife. So as a group, we had three rooms. We had a room at the Cove, which was beautiful, fantastic, phenomenal. We had a room at the Reef, which was more family-friendly. They had a kitchen in the room and washer and dryer available. It It was really, really nice. And then we had a third room in the Beach Tower, which is what they give, um, for those promos, like the billboards that you see on the Atlantic city expressway. Um, it might've been outdated in 1973 and they still haven't changed it. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was bad. Uh, my mother-in-law came along, uh, to help us with the kids. And we initially had her in that tower and we were not going to let that happen. Um, so we, we had to play a little bit for them to, uh, upgrade and change her, um, which, you know, we, we took care of when we got there, but the room that they give you, so this room came with the diamond offer, um, for the Atlantis, um, total rewards package. Um, not good, not good. Mm -hmm. And I think the resort fee if you book it not through the total rewards package but we looked at it also the one that uh where it's on the billboard on the atlantic city expressway i want to say the resort fee was like a hundred dollars a day right um yeah royal tower better is really what i would tell you uh the cove was great the reef was great Gambling was pretty fair, three, four, five odds on craps, plenty of three to two blackjack, slots and video poker. I mean, it was a it was a great destination resort. Um, definitely recommend it. And um, I'm not getting a cut from Atlantis if you uh, take the vacation. I promise. So that's that's a it's a real review. Cool. Well, thanks for that. I mean, I think that kind of matched up with my. Just kind of, I read a little bit about it while I was deciding, is this something that me and my wife want to do or not? And just, you know, I heard that, yeah, like you said, resort fees are very expensive. And, you know, the rooms, at least the rooms they put you in, aren't super great. So I think we decided not to do it. But it's it's good to hear that if you're willing to, you know, if you get a slight upgrade in the room, you can have a great time there. Uh, oh, another thing. So if you're going on that total rewards 
offer. They give you free play. They give you free food. Uh, my kids got to, you know, play with the dolphins in the water. Um, but where you get all that extra stuff, nobody tells you. So you just kind of, you know, wander aimlessly around the casino to find the one person who has the authority to give it to you. <laughs> you're just kind of, you're yelling Marco and, you know, hopefully somebody answers, but um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was good stuff. All right, cool. So that's, this kind of segues into the the main group of, of questions I had for you. And I know Craig has some other questions, but uh, just, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about hosts and I know it's something we talked a little bit about last episode. I mean, I think we mentioned the difference between a casino host and like a kind of a national multi-chain host, but we didn't really talk that much about, you know, how to get a host, how to quote unquote feed a host, like what makes them happy, like how to get them to give you the things you want. So let, let me just start by, by asking, I mean, I, I assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, right? There's there's two main ways to, to get a host. One, you could probably just play at a high enough level that one from the casino will reach out to you, right? Or you can kind of reach out to either the casino or a third-party host and and see if they think you're eligible to have one, right? Or is there any more to it than that? Uh, I, for the most part, that's it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of companies that if you want to proactively reach out to, um, even if they're not the right fit where they might have a, you might get one host who has a more established book in the independent channel and they may have a junior host that they can refer you to that, um, might be looking for more people to work with. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll I'll keep it brief, but I'll try to try to rehash the differences. So there's there's three real different types of hosts, at least that I've experienced. If there are more out there, I don't know. So the first type of a host is an employee of that casino or of that chain, and it's important to know whatever host you're going to work with. Um, how do they work? Who do they work with? And uh, in my opinion, it's important to know how they're compensated. Mm-hmm. So an employee host is typically given some sort of a base salary, and then there's either a bonus on top or a, I'm going to call it a commission for lack of a better way to describe it, based upon the play of the people that they bring in. Okay. They're, u- okay, they're usually given players by the casino, and it's their job to keep them happy. You have, well, it's their job to basically increase the play and increase the take right but right so you've got the your theoretical take right the well i mean i'm i'm sure the theoretical take is you know what they're supposed to do but they're less happy when you win and your oh. theo is high than if you really? actually lose and your theo is high. yeah oh. you know it it depends on <sighs> they're going to care about your theoretical but in some places their compensation is based upon your loss and not your theoretical so um there's a disparity between atlantic city in new jersey and las vegas um they they operate differently and in some cases theoretical is sufficient and they make their money off the theoretical and in some cases um not so I mean, that seems um, strange to me, though. It seems like that can kind of put them at odds with you on certain cases where you gamble quite a bit and you just happen to be even or up or, or something. Right. So I, I I don't work 
on that side. So mm-hmm. I'm not right. sure uh, to what degree there is that difference, but it does exist. So, so and, just 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 to clarify real quick, you said there is a difference between Atlantic City and Vegas. So, so which one is the one where you think it's more Theo based, and which one's the one where you think it's more actual losses based? My understanding is Atlantic City is Theo based. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I, uh, so, and I'm 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 not gonna swear to that, but that's my understanding. But I do know there was a. Um, what was it? Was it a movie or there's an interview with Steve Sir, uh, you know, the, the super host. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he, you know, had his people in Vegas and they got to a certain number and then he just chartered a flight and took them someplace else because he could make more money getting them elsewhere. Right. So, you know, buyer beware. They're not, they're not always, um, you know, your best friend, right. but, uh, for me, they do, uh, way more than not, and uh, I'm happy with the level of attention that I get. Okay, so so let's just hypothetically, and you can say if if my numbers are outlandish, uh, and, and we can go from there. So, I I think like me personally, uh, I'm certainly not a low roller. I'm certainly not a high roller. I'm kind of probably in the middle. I'm kind of you know maybe I'm in the gray zone. Maybe I'm below the gray zone, but. You know, I'm someone that on an average trip, you know, I think the last trip up to Atlantic City where I gambled quite a bit at three different casino properties, just in total rewards because it's the easiest place to track my play. I earned something like, I don't know, 1500 tier credits or something like that, which is certainly not that much in the grand scheme of things. But like, let's say I put all my play into TR properties, I could get, you know, 3000 tier credits a trip, let's say, plus whatever bonuses, plus whatever. And like, mm-hmm. let's say hypothetically, I was diamond because I went more than the three times a year I go now. I went, you know, once a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say I'm I'm probably someone that's, uh, I don't know, you can tell me if, if you think this is true or not. But in my mind, I'm probably someone that's like kind of on the cusp of maybe someone who, if I went more often and if I concentrated my play a bit more, could be on the verge of maybe getting like a junior level host somewhere. Uh, yeah, you, you would. So I don't know that Caesars would give you a host either in house or, mm-hmm. um, you know, an outside external, but if you were to contact an independent, you would definitely, you know, assuming you were going there, you know, let's say monthly, mm-hmm. you would definitely qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, one of the things that they're looking at is your theoretical. So, you know, craps and pie gal poker both have relatively low theoreticals right right so if you wanted to get a host and you decided to spend a couple of trips playing slots slots, right you know then you show up on the radar and then they look at your play and all of a sudden you have somebody who's willing to work with you Mm -hmm. right okay and these the the independence in particular um, most of them have access to total rewards, mm-hmm. so they're able to pull your numbers. That's a that's very common. I haven't seen too many that that don't have access to total rewards. Um, yeah, so if you put up a good number there and it was pretty regular, you would definitely get a junior level host that would take you on for sure. Okay, so like let's say hypothetically, then I do that. I reach out to someone. I'm like, hey, you know. Um, this level player, they check, they're like, yeah, we'd be interested in doing something for you. So like, what are kind of some, some 
low-level stuff a host can do, like a beyond what I can do just by going on the website and being Diamond and, you know, getting free rooms and stuff like that? Well, they they can book it for you. They can book you a better quality room. Um, they can... Uh, usually they'll have rooms allocated. So the even the independent hosts that I use are part of National Casino Marketing. So if you go on the website and it says that it's sold out, you can contact your host and they may have rooms in their inventory mm-hmm. um, that are not available to the general public. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, it's not going to be anything on a huge level except – you know, if you're having an exceptionally bad trip and you contact your host and you say, hey, you know, things are, you know, really kind of bad. Can you do something for me? They might be able to give you some free play. They might be able to do more when they look at your bill. Um, you know, the the independent host for a low-level player, um, and forgive me, and not uh, a low-level, no, 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 entry-level no, to, to dealing with the host. I didn't. Right. Earn, I, I, uh, I understand on that. That's fine. Right. Um, there's a convenience factor and typically the ability to take whatever you've done at a total rewards property and extend offers to you elsewhere. Um, that's really the advantage, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the exception of the, the sold out room or something like that. Right. Um, you know, we went, we went to Mohegan Sun. I didn't have a, a host at Mohegan Sun. And it was strictly based on my um, total rewards play. They looked at it, saw what I did, and they made a nice deal for me. Um, you know, I I hadn't played at Mohegan Sun in at least 10 years. But because this independent host would vouch for me, they kind of negotiate for you. Um, and if you have a good one, they fight to give you a really good deal. That's... Um, you know, that's, that's the advantage. It's not going to make or break you, but um, I'd rather have one than not. And if there's a problem, having somebody who can work on your behalf on a higher level than the front desk of their supervisor, that uh, has come in handy a couple of times. Okay. So, so you said if you, if you have a good host, you know, there's someone that can fight for you and try to get you the best deal they can, especially at a new casino where you don't necessarily have a playing history. So, so they're doing this for you. So what, what do they expect from you? What, what can you do to make them happy other than, you know, have a high Theo or, or it sounds like in Vegas actually lose some money. What, <laughs> what else can you do to try to make them happy? Or is that basically it? No, no, there's a lot of things that you can do. So, um, being an independent host, I think, is a lot like being an outside sales. You know, the the mm-hmm. product that they're selling is their service with their um, properties that they rep. But um, referrals are huge. Referrals are huge. So, uh, you know, I, I work with a couple of independent um, hosts. And I make it a point whenever I meet somebody who I think would be a player for them and it would be a mutually beneficial scenario, I set up an introduction. And I must have introduced, I don't know, 20, 30 people um, to you know, a couple of hosts. Um, and the reason being, I, you know, I, I touched on it in the beginning, know how they're compensated so an an independent host is typically not a salaried employee. 
they, you know, refer business. They make money when you play. Yep. Right. So think of it like a 1099 salesperson, basically. Um, if you know that that's how they're compensated, if you send other players to them and you know that that host is going to treat your players right, you did your friend a solid by giving them a host. You did your host a solid by giving them more players in their book. And, um, you know, it kind of makes, makes everything uh, better. Even if your play is not, um, you know, the best in their book, the fact that you're bringing more people in for them, you know, kind of it, it makes you worth more than the guy at the same level of play that isn't referring anybody. Right. Right. Um, in addition to that, independent hosts can be compensated even if they don't do anything. If you tell them that you're going in. Mm -hmm. So in my example, you know, my, my office in South Jersey is only an hour from Atlantic city. So it's entirely possible that if the right promotion was going on, you know, I might get out of work and drive down to Atlantic city. I don't need a room. I don't need dinner. I'm just going there to take care of, of a, a promotion. I will let that independent host know that I'm going to go down and then they get credit for my play. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever they would make, it doesn't come out of anything I would get anyway, but me calling them saying, Hey, listen, I'm going to be down at Caesars at, you know, eight o'clock tonight. Let them know that you sent me. They're making money. And again, when I have to ask for a favor, that's, that's part of, that's part of the deal. Mm -hmm. Right. They, they look at the overall you hope and not just what they made on your last trip. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I, I, I'm also a big believer in gifts, not just with your host, just in general. I think when you're generous with people and you give gifts, people remember that. And more often than not, you get the benefit of the doubt when it's a coin flip. Um, so whether it's knowing a little bit about your host to give them a good gift or slipping them cash or mailing them a gift card, um, I, I think, you know, just like the casino gives you a percentage of the theoretical back in comps, I look at my host and I think, what did they get me that was better than what I could get myself? And I want to give them back a percentage of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the wheel keeps on turning. Um, and those are, I, I think those are the, the best ways. Um, I have one host that I know prefers cash and, you know, I won't mention his name, but you know, that's, that's what makes him happy. And I, <laughs> I have another where, you know, if giants tickets showed up at his front door, he'd probably prefer that. It's, right. you know, it, it's, it's, it's a people business. So you, you get to know them and just like they get to know you and one hand washes the other. Mm -hmm. So uh I guess we've talked about a little bit about, you know, it's good to have someone who's really willing to fight for you and they, they have kind of more access than you would have by just talking to front desk people. So especially for these independent hosts, how much, how much control do they really have over getting you a great deal? Or, you know, if they fight extra hard, they can get you a better room. Like how much control do these people actually have at the, in, in the casino? Um, okay. So it's a good point. Uh, decisions are made on the property level for most things. 
So whether or not you're going to get what you want, most of the time the decision is made um, either through the corporation or actually at the property itself. Mm -hmm. The host doesn't get to just say yes for better things. Right. Right. Um, But if you have a host that is tenacious and will, like I said, fight for you, um, your odds go up considerably. You know, there's there's a lot of gray area in what a player is worth, especially if your rated play is either inconsistent um, or not quite at the level for what you want. And a host that has that relationship can, you know, if it's a host that's bringing a whole lot of large players in and you happen to be, you know, number four on this trip... Um, they're they're going to make concessions that they wouldn't make for you or I individually, mm-hmm. and that's you know that that plays a role. So um, it's it's a it's a negotiation in a lot of cases, and I've been told no before, and then called, and I even had a host tell me no, we can't do it, and I contacted another host, and lo and behold. You know, RFB appears and, you know, all is right in the world. Mm-hmm. So you got to you gotta find the right person. And um, while they don't have the absolute say, they do have the ability to increase the chances that you'll get what you want. Okay, cool. Do you have any questions, Craig, on the, on the subject? Sure. So say, I mean, none of our group of guys that you've all met now, Eric, uh, <laughs> is, is particularly high rollers. Um, I think Kyle's probably far and away the highest of all of us so so say he has a host is there anything that he can do not to be totally self-serving but if he says hey i've got (laughs) you know i've got i'm i'm coming and i'm gonna bring four guys with me who aren't big gamblers but you know their money counts too don't worry about getting them anything but like (laughs) can i get more like knowing that i'm bringing like more people with me or is that totally not part of the equation can be um, isn't necessarily. So Kyle could probably, you know, if he was bringing four extra people with him, um, you know, he could say, um, let, let's assume his food comp should have been X. And he says to his host, well, you know, we're all going, we're going to play. Can you add some more, you know, reward credits or food comp or whatever to kind of help with the bill? That's reasonable. That happens, especially if everybody else is playing. Um, It's also fairly reasonable if you have a a bunch of people getting together to inform your host and say, hey, this is what we're doing. These are the players that are going to be there. Can you do anything for me? You know, perhaps they'll throw you a comp for the mountain bar. I I believe that happens from time to time. Um, (laughs) Hypothetically. hypothetically speaking, um, but they do typically want to know who's going to be there. So, you know, everybody has to be willing to share some information, you know, give uh, name, date of birth, and um, uh, the TR number. And if you have enough people coming, then they can can kind of bend the rules there sometimes. Um, You know, they all typically have a boss that they have to answer to. So even in a scenario where... You know, it, it, it's a coin flip. 
if you arm them with the reason why they gave it to you, they're more than willing to do it usually. Cool. And that's, yeah, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you know, nobody wants to be left hung out to dry. So are you going to play? Yes. How many people do you have? And four is enough where I think you could, um, in theory, let's assume Kyle gets a host. Kyle could say, I have four friends and they're going to each split a room. You know, they're, when you had a stay with, they're substantially better um, about giving away free rooms. I think even if you and uh, Andy or Taylor, um, and those are the only two names I remember, there's a third one, and I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Um, but they could... Um, you know, do that through the host and you'd, you'd be more likely to get the positive result you were looking for. Dave is very sad somewhere right now. Uh, I was Dave, gonna... I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're, 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 you're a good guy, man. You're a good guy. I apologize. Yeah. I was going to say someone is, is punching their phone right now and not mention his name, but Kyle, <laughs> Kyle went ahead and said it. Anything else, Craig, or do you want to move on to some offer talk? I mean, I think for me, that was, that was pretty, pretty useful information it was something that you know at least for kind of people especially younger people listening who are you know haven't had any experience with hosts it's kind of this thing that like yeah some people have hosts but that's not me i don't really know what they do i don't know what they can do so i, I think any information is kind of helpful and in, in trying to make your decisions of what you want to do is it something worth going after or not yeah and i think to me it's it's interesting because i think there are a lot of people who are probably on that cusp who maybe think Oh well, I can't get a host, and maybe they can. I mean, I'm I'm nowhere close, but because <laughs> the the tier credit numbers you're talking about, I'm maybe at a fifth of that. But uh, it is interesting. I mean, I think that there are probably more people who can get a host than than who think they can. Uh, yeah, if you're willing to, uh, so the cutoff with Total Words is diamond. You need to be diamond in order to qualify for host. Um, I'm sure they. They might be able to do something for you if your theoretical is high enough and you're lower, but that's that's really where it starts. If you're pretty reasonable in what you're asking for, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't have a host that would qualify to use one. And I think if you start with the junket reps, those are usually the um, the well, some of them are higher end, so I don't want to call them the lower end. But in the independent arena where you get the newer people that are willing to take on players that are um, kind of on that cusp, in my experience, it's been the junket reps that have those people. And if you just Google Atlantic City junket, it'll come up with a list of companies. Um, anybody who wants to send me a message privately, I can share with you companies that I've used and uh my thoughts on them. Um, but there's, you know, there, some are good and some are not. And um, they offer a lot to people, I think, who, uh, or at least potentially offer a lot for somebody who doesn't have a host but could qualify for one. So I kind of I kind of have a question because, you know, obviously, no matter what level player you are, you know, if you've signed up for a card, you've gotten... Uh, casino marketing offers, whatever they may be, and they 
at least for me, they, they vary all over the place. You know, I don't think I've ever been reached out to by an actual junket operator, but uh, I was actually looking for the email where you guys were talking. I couldn't find it. I probably deleted it because it's not something that's going to happen with a one-year-old, but I was offered a reasonably inexpensive flight and free rooms and a free ski pass in Tahoe from, from mm-hmm. total rewards. And I thought that was something that just, it was interesting and it was a kind of a cool deal. And you know, if, if, I was still childless. It's something I would strongly consider because I enjoy skiing. And, you know, I've, I've been to the area. I've been to the Carson City, Reno, Tahoe area before. And I think it's beautiful out there. But um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And, I, and, you know, personally, I'm happy that it's something that casino companies themselves are, are actually willing to do, too. I mean, of course, if you're a high enough player, they're willing to do pretty much anything. But sure. Uh, you know, right. So the, the junket brings in a lot of... Uh, I again, I've only been on one, but I mm-hmm. I think it brings in a lot of the lower level host level people, and that's what makes it work. You know, you could if you called up a host and you said, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna come down and I'm I'm gonna you know pull a number out, but I think it's a reasonable number." If you said, "I'm gonna fly to Vegas and," Um, here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you $75,000 worth of coin in. Um, but I want you to take care of the hotel room and I want you to reimburse my flight. Your answer would probably be at that level. Well, come on down. We'll book the hotel room. And when you hit the $75,000, show us what you paid for your flight and we'll reimburse up to whatever dollar amount is worth for 75,000 worth of coin. in. the junket is people who are not going to get their own flight comped. Typically, mm-hmm. right? So if you get 30 people on a plane, well, their money counts too, right? So uh, to use Craig's words, um, they they do a, a lot of things like that where they're, they're real players. They're absolutely real players, but they don't play enough to warrant um, that individual service. Right. Right? Like the... Like yeah, I yeah, I think um I think you would be a good example of a uh, a solid player who uh they want your business um but it wouldn't make sense for them to pay for your airfare individually. Correct. Yeah, right. I, I agree with that. All right, cool. Do you have anything else, Craig? No, I think that's it for me on hosts. All right. I had some questions about promos cuz that's another thing that's come up quite a bit i mean there are a few going on right now total rewards has their quest for rewards thing where you (laughs) go to various casinos and get 25 tier credits at each and you get like a badge and if you get more than or two or more you start getting entries into some drawing for like you can either get seven stars status or what a million (laughs) tier credits or uh, rewards credits is that right uh so And then you mentioned the mystery multipliers, um, and then also, that's also Tour Rewards. Uh, Borgata has a 10 times points date, I think, coming up soon. So for me personally, I don't really pay all that much attention to the promos. You know, I see them when they come into my emails, and I just typically check to see if they're around when I'm planning to go anyway. And if they're not, I just ignore them. Um... And and there have even been times when I've ignored them to the point where I've been at a casino during an active promotion and just forgotten to swipe. <laughs> um, and part of that is I just chalk up to, you know, I don't even earn 
close to what Kyle earns in a trip. Um, so for me, I, I usually just think, well, I'm not going to hit the amount anyway. Uh, am I making a huge mistake? Should I really be making paying more attention to the promos and 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 trying to get max value? Uh, I guess the question is, is there value in promos for for low rollers like me? Sure, there can be. Um, so to to quote Mark and Doctor Mike uh, from You Can Bet on That, don't forget to swipe. Don't forget to swipe. You have to you have to make it a point. Um, I think anytime you're at a total rewards property, see what their promotional kiosk is. You could back into something pretty good. Um, okay, so hypothetically speaking. If somebody had a South Jersey office that was about an hour away from Atlantic City, they might send their assistant down there to um, go for random promotions and you know make sure that everybody's card gets swiped to see what that promotion is. Um, in this situation, that uh, the mystery multiplier—they're they're calling it something a little different—but. Um, Right now, Mondays and Thursdays in Atlantic City, it's a mystery multiplier with a different name. Well, if everybody's cards are swiped, then one person happened to get a very high multiplier, like a hundred times comps, and I think they run typically three to a hundred. Most people get three or five times. That's a reason to go down. That's that's a reason for a low roller, a very low roller, for anybody to kind of stop what they're doing and go down. And not everybody's going to have somebody who can make the run for them, um, hypothetically. But should that have happened and somebody found a a hundred times multiplier, you know, every um, we did the math. So for five dollars of coin in you earn you know basically uh one point if we figure a slot the average household is ten percent that five dollars is going to cost you 50 cents in theoretical uh dollars the one times a hundred is now a dollar so for every 50 cents of theo you're getting a dollar in comps and you might win. I mean, it might it might wind up being worse than ten percent, but that's 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 open to anybody who gets that mystery multiplier invitation. So even if you're a regular low roller, if you get an offer that makes the math work, you go to the bank, go to the ATM, ask your buddy to go in with you, and you know put up put up a number because there's never going to be a better opportunity to increase your play in the casino's eyes than when there's a promotion that uh, makes it work. Conversely, the, uh, the badges, the badges, we don't need no stinking badges. Um, <laughs> the, the only people that should be focusing on the badges are people that don't care about their average daily theoretical. So, if we go to Atlantic City and Vegas, we've got, I think, nine in Vegas and three in Atlantic City. There will be people that go up and down the Vegas Strip and then, you know, Uber over to Rio and they put in their 25, um, their uh, 25 tier credits for the day to earn their badge and they will earn the tier credits. 
but there's a cumulative effect. It opens up a trip at each individual property. So not only are you looking at, you know, setting up a day of 25 tier credits earned, which is not going to impress anybody, you're going to put up nine of them. And if you don't care about your average daily theoretical, whether it be because you're seven stars and the tier based is enough or you're gold or platinum and it, it doesn't matter. Cool. Have at it. You'll earn the tier credits. It'll work. Um, however, if you're kind of in that in-between place where your theoretical really kind of matters and what the offers are going to be, you're probably going to kill your offers if you do this. And, um, you know, I'm sure that's not the idea. They just want to get you into as many properties as possible. But I've spoken to a bunch of people where the plan is 25 tier credits at nine properties in Vegas and three in Atlantic City and maybe a day trip to uh, Chester, uh, Philadelphia to, um, you know, add a few more in. And, you know, just understand that you'll get tier credits and tier credits, they have value to me. Um, but not enough to tank my, uh, average daily theoretical like that. Um, I think there was a third part to your question. I just kind of rambled past it. Uh, we had, uh, the Borgata multipliers that's coming up, I think. Oh, you know, it's funny. Um, what was it? Uh, Travels Orc just had, uh, uh, I get to plug you again, Michael. Um, Travels Orc just had an article, I think. Uh, it was sent out, I don't know, a day or two ago, um, where they were talking about these multipliers and how you go there. And you have to understand, again, for, for people where the daily theoretical is going to matter, the 10 times multiplier might help you in the slot cashback. But if your play is not in line with what it's been, you could really hurt yourself. So all of these promotions fall under the, um, the, at least in my opinion, think long-term. If you're going to be there anyway, or the promotion is that good that it will get you to play to the level that you want to be seen at, go ahead and you know knock it out. But if uh, 10 times, we'll use the Borgata, the 10 times slot dollars, if on an average day you put... coin in, $25,000 coin in, whatever your number is, and that day you don't have the bankroll for whatever reason, or you don't have the appetite, but they're giving you 10 times slot dollars, and you're going to go down and you're going to play at half the level of, um, you know, what you would normally play, you're you're really hurting yourself in the long run. Even though the 10 times slot dollars seems like you're going to get more for it you'll get more for that one day's play than you would otherwise but you're going to get less moving forward and i think the woman who wrote the article was named Catherine. i want to give credit where credit is due that's not it's not my original thought but it's completely in line with my way of thinking so so to me you brought up a really interesting point which is that if you're actually really low your adt may not be that big a deal um, so what I'm looking at right now is that quest for rewards thing. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you earn two badges, you get 250 tier credits for every badge you get. 
I don't know if it's on top of two or starting with two. So you can get as many as 13,500 tier credits if you go to all 36 properties. I don't think too many people are going to all 36 properties. Um, <laughs> right. At, and when you get to like 19, you get 500 more. Like 500. there's a, so yeah, so, so there's a, there's a, a, a bunch of levels where you can get some tier credits for someone like me who finished last year with, I think 600 tier credits, <laughs> um, which should tell you about the level that I play. Uh, you know, this would be a way, you know, say that I could figure out a way to go to Vegas, to go to Atlantic city, to go to Philadelphia, to go to horseshoe Baltimore, mm-hmm. you know, that's way, way more tier credits than I earn in a year. But, you know, I do earn, way more than 25 tier credits in a day, typically when I go to a property. So is this a balancing act for me where, you know, is my ADT just so low that it doesn't matter and I should just go for it? I mean, I probably won't, but, or is it one of those things where still going from say 200 tier credits a day to 25 tier credits a day is still a really bad deal, even with bonus tier credits um, unless you're like going all out and definitely going to use this as what catapults you to diamond. Uh, it's all subjective. So are the offers that you're getting today valuable to you where you want to protect them? Mm, they're getting lower. They're less and less so. <laughs> okay. Then knock it out. Um, knock it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm at a point where I get like, you know, Monday through or Sunday through Thursday and, and the, the rare Friday, um, so, if you're at Sunday through Thursday, it's unlikely that putting up 25s is going to impact your offers, in my in my opinion. And you know, I, I don't want to come off like a an authority on that, but I, you know, they they give Sunday through Thursday to most people who check in, at least in the winter time. So, you know, um, I, I I don't know how much they could take away from you there. Yeah, I mean that's so that's a, that's actually really interesting because I think. We their discussion has has centered a lot on boosting your your average daily theoretical, but and we've joked about sort of tanking it for me, where I like went to resorts and took the twenty dollars slot credit and and just played that and, and didn't do anything else. Well, that's but. that's that's different. <laughs> so if if you go into the casino and you put up a low number, you know, all right, I mean they're going to track it. If you go in and you take an offer and you basically no play them off of the offer, that can get your offers revoked. And generally generally not one time, but if you have a habit of showing up, taking free play, and just cashing out, they're gonna stop sending it to you. Yeah, so that okay, so that actually answers my next question, which is that I, I really did not get punished at all by resorts <laughs> for, for doing that. Um, <laughs> and and I went in in December and, and I think got, I don't know, not a lot of tier credits, probably half of what I'd normally get in a day and, and didn't get punished at all by total rewards. Whereas I've certainly had trips like anniversary trips with my wife where I'll go and get a night or two nights comped at Caesars and put up just enough to get free parking. (laughs) And it takes me months and months and months to even get, uh, to, to get Sunday through Thursday, which is what I call like punitive punitive rates, but, um, (laughs) so it it is interesting that, you know, even at that low level, there's still like the nuances, right? So it's kind of funny. Um, and, and just like what the calculations are for something like a promo. Um, one of the things that, that we've talked about 
um, Kyle and I, uh, is that obviously we have very young children. Um, there was some talk in, and I think the everything AC casinos group about like, it's very easy to get diamond with all the promos they run. And I sort of read something like that. And I think like, yes, if, if you can get there <laughs> very easily, right. but, right. but for yeah. us, you know, Kyle and I don't have particularly flexible schedules. I expect there are a lot of people who listen to the show who are in that boat, who live, you know, outside of New Jersey. I mean, I'm even in New Jersey, but I'm, you know, two, over two hours away. Uh, people who live in other States, people who live certainly North of, of New York city. It's a tougher trip. Uh, people with family obligations, it's a tougher trip. Um, so, we kind of only tend to use promos if we happen to be there. I think you touched on it a bit. Like when is it really worth it to go out of your way? Is it pretty rare that a promo pops up where it's just like, honey, take the kid. I have to make the trip to Atlantic city. I mean, obviously I'm not sending anybody down to, to swipe and check, check my multiplier, but, but do these promos ever come up where it's like, I should really check that email, read the fine print and, and see if it's worth it to make the trip down. Uh, they're rare, but they come up um, more common than there being any one promo that makes it worthwhile is you might have an overlay between different networks. Um, so you might have a fairly competitive weekend where there are offers from two, three, four different casinos that, you know, when you look at their relative worth, it, it's, it's worth it. Um, I, I would, probably um say take your wife and kid and you know just spend the weekend there and you know ac really is kid friendly i know a lot of people uh disagree with me on that and it's it's kind of a contentious point but um i i certainly couldn't go as often as i did if uh it wasn't a safe place for my family um there are Absolutely times. So when the, when the uh, offers come in, this hypothetical assistant takes all of them and puts them on a uh, calendar. It starts with a, you know, an old school desk, uh, like in uh, what we call ink platter, you know, and hypothetically we look for areas where it would make sense to either send somebody to go look or, um, you know, just kind of circle it and see, all right, the offer is solid. The math makes sense. And that's, that's when we want to go. Um, but every, everybody's got obligations, right? And um, I'm, I'm blessed to have a job uh, or business where I can kind of make the decision when I want to work and when I don't want to work. And I understand that um, everybody does not have that. Um, I think the reality is that promotions are designed to fill the casino when they're usually not full. So that's going to be the time that you're normally going to be at work. And I, you know, I, I can't imagine there being a promotion, although it, it may still come where I would say, no, you should take the day off of work and go down. I mean, they've got to be handing out bags of hundred dollar bills, um, you know, to make a statement like that. But there's definitely time where the the math is right, and you can just see. Well, okay. Uh, and I'm a I, I'm generally a day tripper, but for me, like I said, from the the South Jersey office, it's an hour. Um, it's not that big a deal to go for a couple of hours and then come home. Um, 
but once the promotions run in, if you have a mystery multiplier plus a cash offer, comp offer, whatever, and the bankroll will, you know, keep your numbers where you need them to be, it works. It makes sense uh, from time to time just to go based on a promotion. But again, it's usually not Saturday night when you would ideally want to be there. So, I mean, as a low roller, should I be really reading these emails? I mean, I feel like sometimes I just kind of check the dates and, and don't do anything else. Should I, you know, what should I be looking for, I guess, in the email? Is it something that jumps out at you or is it, you know, do you have to punch a bunch of numbers into a calculator and figure it out for yourself? Uh, well, I, I definitely uh, look at the math. Um, but as a low roller, you know, the ones, the ones where the math is important is when you're going to put a fair amount of money behind it. So if you're going to tell me, well, the math is right. And I have a, you know, I believe I have a 1% advantage, but I'm going to bring $500 to go through it. I mean, you're probably not going to get enough to make your gas money back. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, so if the casino has an edge and you think you found a way where you get the best of it, you know, either by promotion or whatever reason, you know, you're, you're not going to get a huge percentage. I mean, you know, they'd have to make a huge mistake. So let's, let's assume net of offers, you get a one or 2% edge, which is a a big edge, 2% with promotion. Um, That's, you know, you're, you really found something there you got to put a lot of money through for 2% to be worthwhile for it to be a reason to go down. Otherwise it's just, you know, it's a positive expectation play, go have a good time with it. And, you know, don't certainly don't make a special trip. I mean, you know, what's, what's an extra $10 going to do for you? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So that's, that's, that's good to know. Cause I think I was sort of spinning the wheels in my head. Like, Oh, if I did try to play all these promos, I could rack up, you know, couple thousand tier credits with the the quest for rewards and who knows what else but yeah i definitely think you're right you know as far as getting the advantage play for me at my, at my level of play we're talking you know 10 or 20 bucks we're not talking even paying for the bus trip down <laughs> um, right and, and sorry so the um the promotions are always going to be well, i can't say they're always going to be they're generally going to be uh, as worthwhile as you're willing to push it. Very rarely is it come in, you know, play $5 a hand blackjack and walk out with a $500 gift certificate or something like that. So just understand that, you know, the promotional value, the the value to me might be different than the value to you, might be different than the value to Kyle. And, you know, a, a special trip for it unless unless the math makes sense for you personally, you know, that that's, what's going to determine that, you know, should I go? So Kyle, do you have any promo related questions that you want to get in? I do not. I think that was fairly interesting. You can keep going. Sure. So I had a couple questions that I just, I think that segues nicely actually into sort of from tracking or doing the math on what a promo is worth to, to more general doing the math on what, the comps are worth. Um, so for me, I, I basically track just what I played and what I lost in a session and then have that aggregated out over a trip. Um, so I generally know, I mean, I know 
pretty specifically usually what I lost in a trip and what I lost each session, but I don't track anything else beyond that. So even, you know, time, tier credits earned, whatever, whatever. I mean, obviously we've, we've established that I don't earn many tier credits, but for, <laughs> if you're going to do this even, even half, half heartedly, um, and try to try to really do things like promos and, and try to maximize your comps, what kind of tracking should you do or what kind of tracking do you do um, as you play? You know, do you keep like fervent notes or you kind of just take what comes to you? Okay. I'm a spreadsheet nerd. Um, I track a lot of things. That's what I like to hear. I, yeah. So I track, <laughs> I track a lot of things because I find data points to be relevant to future offers. So, there's a certain amount of note taking that you really should be doing for IRS purposes. If you are playing on a somewhat regular base and, and let me just for professional reasons, let me get this disclosure out. I am not giving tax advice. I'm not giving legal advice. We're just talking about casinos comps. And, um, you know, if you have any specific tax questions, talk to your accountant uh, get a CPA, get a tax lawyer involved. Um, there are certain things that you need to record in order to keep your log should you um, be audited. At least that's my understanding. And if you have a fair amount of hand pays and, you know, they issue you the W2G and then, you, you know, you, you can reconcile on a federal and state level, um, your losses against the wins, but if, and some states don't even accept the losses, um, the IRS can question the validity of your um, netting out the losses and the wins. And there's information that they expect you to record. And I, I don't want to go into details because if I leave something out, then, you know, somebody's going to say, oh, well, you know, just not, not any liability that I want to take on. Um, but there's information that's out there. Um, if you listen to gambling with an edge, they have had accountants on in the past that went into some detail. I know you had a, a post on the Facebook group, like, what do you use to, to record? Um, so I record a lot of data. Um, but what I usually do is I, I take information in my phone and the information is relative to um, action, uh, meaning either coin in or table bets, duration, um, how long at each level and overall for the trip, comps redeemed, and that can be off of an offer or it could be reward credits used. Um, um we aggregate the information. We, uh, I'm we now, by the way. It's it's me with a pen and paper and then a uh, Excel spreadsheet. Um, and we keep notes. I did it again with the we. That's incredible. <laughs> I keep notes. <laughs> I keep notes so that I'm able to see um, how much play generated the next offer. So there's a there's a tax accounting reason, and you know I, I want to be able to provide documentation if need be. Um, and there's a uh, there's a strategic point to it. 
um, my play at a certain property generally yields X. If my play then moves up to Y, what does that then yield? So there's there's a lot more, um, I'll say, uh, nuance in the data other than just you know, all right, I lost 50 bucks today. I lost 50 bucks yesterday. I'm down a hundred bucks for the trip. That doesn't give me enough to kind of understand what I should expect in the future. And I don't have anything, I don't have anything fancy. It just, my, my phone is one of those um, Samsung notes, not the exploding kind. I have the version before the exploding kind. And uh, I just write notes on it based on what the play was, what the, what the duration was and um you know we we take it from there and again i said wait <laughs> um so i just have a couple quick questions i think we're getting toward time here but um really quickly with that in mind sort of how much are you on top of money in versus comps out over over the long term like do you keep track of that like oh, over the course of this year i made x and got y or do you not track that, not want to know <laughs> what, what's your plan. No, on? All right. So, okay. So let me, let me be clear. I am not an advantage player. My win loss statement will tell you for sure. I'm not, I'm not an advantage player. However, I believe I, um, I'm able to get more value for my gambling dollar than the average person. So, Generally, and this time I can say we because uh, there are other people involved. We look at what were the major comps redeemed. And we had um, we had like $28,000 worth of comps redeemed. And it was not a $28,000 loss. It was well, well less than that. So I did not win for the year, which keeps the casino liking me, but I feel comfortable with the amount of money out relative to what we got back in return, and everybody thinks they're a winner. Um, so we we net out at the end of the year. Um, just And again, it's only been uh, maybe 2013 when we really started. So we're really 13, 14, four years into this where um, we're able to look at those numbers and decide if it's worthwhile or not and every year it has been to a to a large number but just based upon um what we receive back in comps and what we feel it's worth to us and again that's totally subjective a six thousand dollar trip to atlantis isn't worth six thousand dollars if you wouldn't spend six thousand dollars on it absolutely yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean I, to me uh, hopefully that's interesting to other people because to me i'm also sort of like I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I do like to sort of keep spreadsheets of stuff and look at the data and kind of say like, Hey, what did I lose over the, the last year or whatever? And sometimes it doesn't at all like jive with what I have in my head. Um, right. So the other thing you mentioned sort of using the spreadsheets to figure out like for X more play, I can expect some other comp, um, or some, some extra level of comps. If you're just starting out with this, or if you haven't done it very much, is there any sort of resource that you can go where people are talking about, like, here's generally what you can expect at X level of play, or do you really just have to do it on your own experience? Yeah, test and measure. Test and measure. Um, 
somebody starting out is not going to be given that information probably. Um, and it can vary. So the marketing department, to my understanding, looks at different demographics. And even though you put, uh, let's use $5,000 as the number. If Craig put $5,000 through the machine and lost $100, but Craig lives in New Jersey, Kyle put $5,000 through the machine and lost $100, but Kyle lives in Maryland. And Eric put $5,000 through the machine and lost $500. We're all going to get different offers. So there's there's um, part of it is ge- geography and then how far you have to travel to come back. Um, and there's other demographics that'll make it vary from slightly to significantly. Yeah, so that to me, that's just sort of, I mean, the reason I asked that is because I think for, for Kyle and I, we talked a lot, certainly in our best of 2016, about how great Borgata is. And then, and we got a couple of emails or I got a couple of emails saying like, so you love Borgata, you think it's the best casino, you do not put your play there. Um, and, and the big reason for that is the comp we value the most is rooms. We have no idea what it would take to get a room there. And there's a risk associated with it, right? Like, so if we go and, you know, we're either paying money to stay in the room. So we're putting money up front to stay in the room and then, and then just hoping that whatever we play gets us some, some discount. And by us, I mean, Kyle, because I'm probably not getting anything. Um, uh, you know, I guess we could pool our money. Um, but you know, the flip side of that is, or we're staying at not the flip side, but, or we're staying at Caesars or something on a heavily discounted room, not playing there at all. And like totally hosing our, our comp somewhere else and hoping we get something from Borgata. So, so I think there is this idea among players that like, this is the threshold. This is what you have to do. Coin in, you'll start getting comp rooms. So it's interesting to hear that that's not really, uh, it's way more complicated than that. And there's no sort of set amount that you have to get to, to start getting, you know, X perk or whatever perk you're chasing. Well, that's through marketing. If you have a host, your host can give you, if you have a good host, your host can tell you what they need to see to be able to give you what you want. I've definitely been given the runaround. Well, it depends on your time in, and then it depends on, you know, this, and then you find the host who can tell you, uh, no, this is what I need to see to be able to sign off on it. Um, you know, a free room or a um, lower hanging fruit uh, comp. <sighs> You know, you, I'm I'm not the the Borgata guy. Um, I know that they expect more because their demand is higher, and um, I just hope that as MGM comes in, let me tell let me tell you something. Let me oh uh, went to the Borgata uh, not too long ago to meet up with a friend, and um, it was the day that the um, the lounge was closing at two o'clock and the explanation that was given was as the head dropped down. Yes. We're now run by MGM. The employees can feel it. I also spoke to the bartender at, um, old homestead kind of got the same deal there. Um, Borgata may be the nicest property, but they're absolutely MGMing it 
up and down profit growth plan is coming through. The employees feel it first. The players feel it second. Look for another place to play. Like resorts. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> resorts. I guess if you're used to staying at Borgata, resorts won't disappoint you at all. Yeah. No, I don't see how it possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they'll give you a free room, right? Oh, they will give you a free room. I still get six nights a week, which is insane. Um, and a and a t shirt for two hundred points or whatever it is. Oh no, their their points are. I think it's like one point there is a hundred at, at total awards. So you need like one tier credit to get a a t shirt, but um, or just okay. or just be one of the ten people that retweets whatever their tweet is when they give away a t shirt. And they um, give you a quad XL. And then they give you a quad XL t-shirt, yeah. So I have one of those. Andy has three. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last two were actually XLs and not, not you know, elephant size. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think we should wrap up because I think we've we've certainly gone over. But uh, it was a really good discussion. It was good to have you back on the show. Kyle, do you have anything to, to sort of cap off last thoughts kind of things? I don't. I mean, I think like Craig said, it, it was good to have you back. It's good for us and and probably interesting for some listeners to hear from someone who who actually has a a clue about a lot of this stuff that that people who are gambling and and especially people who haven't been doing it for for all that long are interested in learning more about it's good to have someone like you on the show eric well uh thanks for having me i uh appreciate you guys and anytime you want me back on let me know cool any any last thoughts craig no, I think we're ready to wrap this thing up. All right. Well, if you are kind of interested in in chatting with Eric or or kind of either of us, but mostly with Eric, you can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, you can find our great content, like our surely soon to be coming uh, best of 2016 article at doforawin.com. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, just search for Do For A Win or Atlantic City. Uh, you can reach out to Craig at Twitter at Do For A Win or send questions to him at win at gmail.com. And uh, we will hopefully talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. And thanks again to Eric. Thanks, guys. So have you been to the Horseshoe, Eric, in Baltimore? I have never been. I've it's never fine. been. You're not really missing anything. I'm I'm missing uh 250 tier credits <laughs> by not coming down.